Welcome to the Construction Influencer Podcast, where we talk about leadership in construction. I'm Nicole Miller, and I have with me today CEO of PrimeCo, David Hopkins. First of all, thank you for having me here. Thank you. Such a pleasure. We're in beautiful Oceanside. So I'm going to give you really quickly, if you can give me your 30-second elevator pitch on PrimeCo. Oh, wait. We got to stop for a second. I wasn't expecting that. (laughs) (laughs) That got me totally. Leave it rolling. Um, 30-second pitch on PrimeCo. So PrimeCo is an exterior elevations and envelope contractor. So we specialize in coatings, waterproofings, carpentry, stucco, anything that's on the exterior of a building. And we're extremely agile and adept at pivoting to our clients' needs. And that's really what sets us apart. That's awesome. And you're here in Oceanside, right? Yes, so this, where is, this your... is our corporate headquarters. Awesome. Okay. So you and I connected. We had an opportunity to chat on the phone. Um, we actually originally connected on LinkedIn. and. Yes. I, one of the first things that I noticed about you was that you went from estimator in 2018 and now you are the CEO. So I'm sure other people catch that as well. And they're like, what? Okay. I see you, right? They Mm -hmm. notice what you're doing. So I want to talk to you directly about what did it take for you to become CEO? So I, I'm very blessed with a long career in doing a whole bunch of different angles of construction. So I started as a field employee working as a carpenter, worked into a estimating chair that kind of did multiple roles where I was both estimating and project coordinating. Then I did some project management and then I got into more of a senior level project manager, senior estimator kind of deal. I'm going to pause. Not the journey. Okay. What did it take from you? Like what, what leadership and what traits did you have to lean into the strengths that you have to actually become the CEO. This is now a this is your company, mm-hmm. right? You run the show and that didn't just fall in your lap. So what did you have to do to get there? Got it. I had to have an idea mm-hmm. of what I wanted the company that I worked for to look like. And what was that? I wanted it to work for a company that was extremely collaborative and used every tool in their arsenal to have the ability to predict the success or failure of a job and make money doing it and actually be okay with, Hey, if this job's going to lose money, we know why, and we know when it's going to do that. And as a team, we can all work together to prevent it from happening again. So you had a vision, really. That's mm-hmm. what you're telling me. You, you had a really clear vision of what you, what kind of company you wanted to work for. Yes. You were creating that company. How do you put that into action? I started acting without asking. Act Just the as if. Yes. Right? So I started coming to the table with ideas on things that could change the direction of the company. And slowly those ideas snowballed into bigger ideas and bigger responsibilities and larger roles. And that's how it happened. Were you scared of anything? Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, I mean, the typical stuff, right? Failure. What if it doesn't work? What if everything, everyone thinks you're crazy and you're the only one in the room that thinks you're sane? (laughs) Could be. I think most, most people that have a good idea or a grand vision are a little crazy. Yeah. I think you have to be. Absolutely. It takes all kinds, right? And it takes people like you to be able to go, yeah, this might be crazy, but I'm going to go for it. Yeah. And I'm going to do it. 
scared, not scared. I'm doing the thing. What's been your biggest challenge? So my biggest challenge is when you're, when you're sitting in the chair as an estimator or a chief estimator, you're focused on your team Mm -hmm. and what their struggles are, their challenges are as your role and responsibility changes and you have different teams, all those teams have different challenges and they need different things. Mm -hmm. Getting them to all understand that even if you need this to do your job and you're the one that's supposed to give them to them, but you can't. You guys are all rowing in the same boat. Yeah, but you how do you all have need to them, go in the same direction? How do you get them to do that though? Because it's one thing to they say have it. To, they have to communicate. I found that is the biggest challenge. They have to be able and willing to talk to each other, no matter how uncomfortable it is. And it comes down to trust. And the only way to enter into healthy conflict is if you have trust. How do you build trust with your team? It's working together. Every it's day, time, day in, yep. day out. So when you have a struggle, you can't shut down. You can't close yourself off. You yeah. have to be willing to enter into conflict. Mm-hmm. Nothing good comes out with no conflict. Just That's doesn't. Right. Yeah, absolutely. What has been your big biggest failure so far? Because we all have them. Yeah. Um, biggest failure is I like to move things very fast. And I have made a lot of very quick changes that did not end well. Mm-hmm. So I've implemented some stuff on the project management side of the aisle tools and techniques didn't roll them out as well as I could have. And it's halted a few things to a grind and we had to remove them. And so I had to Start do over. things twice, right? Yeah. yeah you no change the play. Stuff twice. Exactly. Yeah. You just shift and pivot yeah. and you continue to do that until you get it right. Yeah. And then suddenly everything starts to work right. So you were just talking about the team and communication and having them realize that, yes, this, this group of people might need this, mm-hmm. this might need this. And there's challenges that, intermingle with that, right? So yeah. how do you keep them motivated? So I I ask every single person that works either indirectly or directly for me two simple questions. What are your tangible motivators and what are your non-tangible motivators? Mm-hmm. Figuring out the tangible stuff is easy, right? Most people's answer is money. Money. Or I want a I want a company car or mm-hmm. I want a higher um fuel allowance. What whatever it might be, right? The non-tangible motivators If the person in the room doesn't know the answer to that question, that's your opportunity for coaching and mentorship. That's your opportunity of motivating them and helping them along to figure out what actually gets you out of bed in the morning. Mm -hmm. And I can tell that that's important to you. It's extremely important. Why? A non-tangible motivator allows you to get people to do things without it costing anything. It's It's the passion part of it, right? Exactly. Exactly. So when you get people to that passion, Mm -hmm. then they start to move. But if the leader is not caring enough to find that passion in the individual, yep. you'll get the same result over and over. But when you can find, when you can nail it and you can yeah. find that passion, they'll do anything for you. And it's amazing how many people I've met who, if you ask them, what are your non-tangible motivators? They don't actually have an answer, mm-hmm. which means they haven't spent the time understanding themselves on a level deep enough to really understand why they do what they do. And that's when you can really step in and be a mentor, yep. right? To help them, right? It's like, hey, let's figure out why do you get out of bed in the morning? Yeah, it's certainly not to just come to work and to do a job and to collect a paycheck, right? It's because there's got to be something bigger. There has to be something more. Right? Absolutely. In your opinion, what do you think the most important attribute of a leader is? I think the most important attribute of a leader is understanding your team. Mm. I think a lot of people think they understand their team. And I'm guilty of this too. There's people on my team that I think I understand. 
I know deep down inside, I don't really understand them well enough. Mm -hmm. But I think if you truly want to be a leader that motivates people who will fire you through, follow you through the gates of hell and back, Mm -hmm. you need to know who they are. What makes them tick? What do you do? What do you, how do you get to know who your team is? Conversations. It's communication. It's asking them to open up. It's if you can catch them in a spot where they're vulnerable and you can be the person that they feel comfortable enough and safe enough to be vulnerable around. And a lot of that, you have to be vulnerable in front of them. Absolutely. You have to be able to let your guard down in front of your team and be vulnerable because then they understand that if you, if you're always just hardened and tough and all the on. time and on all the time, you become fake. Mm-hmm. But if they see you shed a tear from time to time or break down in frustration or anger, right? They see you're real. You're a human being just like they are. And they can identify to that. Absolutely. They relate to that. Yep. What advice would you give to a brand new leader? My advice to a brand new leader would be threefold. So never lose your imagination and dream big. Mm. Have wild, wild dreams. Right. Mm-hmm. Don't let, don't let anyone ever tell you that you can't don't mm-hmm. lose that mm-hmm. and act, be in action. Right. Don't you can just... have, you can sit on the couch and dream all day long. It will never happen. And if you're going to act, you have to believe you can actually do it. Yeah. The second you tell yourself you can't do something, you'll you're never do it. To. You will never do it. Absolutely. So if you can dream big, have a wild imagination, believe that you can do something and you can act upon that, you'll, you'll make it. The action is the biggest part for people, Mm -hmm. right? So as you're a leader here, you're the CEO, you've got people that I'm sure it sounds like, you know, your team well, Mm -hmm. you know what their dreams are, you know, what they're, you know, looking to accomplish. How do you support them in putting that into action? Because it's easy to Mm -hmm. talk about it. Yeah. How do you, how do you give them the little, I, I ask frequently what they want to do, where do they want to go and how I can help them or inspire them to take action. Mm -hmm. So I, we have one person who works in our survey department who wants to be a project manager. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, what are you going to do about it? How Mm -hmm. are you going to get there? And he's like, well, I, I feel like I need to understand the trades. I'm like, all right, then you're going to stop working for the survey department. You're going to go put bags on and go work for the field guys. You're going to be their labor for however long it takes to where you feel comfortable. And then, you know what? We'll start doing coursework together. I'll help you with quizzes, with exams, whatever you need to act upon that goal. It may look like support, but it's truly accountability. And it's hands-on. Absolutely. You have to be hands-on. Yeah, absolutely. Favorite quote and how it's relevant to your life. So I have two. Okay, go. Thomas Jefferson mm-hmm. once said, question with boldness. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That to me is one of the finest quotes of history. Why? Because I think you should question with boldness everything. If you're doing something and you think it's right, you better uh, keep asking yourself why you think it's right. Mm-hmm. And if you think something is wrong, you better question why you think it's wrong. If someone tells you to do something, even if they're your boss, whoever it is, Ask yourself why. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know the answer to that question, ask. Keep asking. Keep asking until you get the answer. Love it. Because it might stumble across a great idea if you keep asking. You might find a flaw in your own logic. And that's where growth comes from. Absolutely. And the second is from John H. Stanford. Okay. And he said, the secret to success is to stay in love. And I think that is 100% true. I, I love the industry. I have since I was a kid. 
Um, I think you do. I think you have to stay in love. Well, I think it goes that's back to the passion that we just talked mm-hmm. about, right? Being passionate about it every single day. Yeah. That's awesome. So how can people find you? Cause I'm sure they're going to have questions because you have risen right from <laughs> where you were as an estimator to CEO. Yeah. So uh, people will have questions like, how did you do it? You know, all that kind of stuff. So how do people find you? LinkedIn is the pretty much the only place. So uh, just name, I think it's David A. Hopkins. And uh, our website's primeco.com. There's a contact form. And you can email me directly. It's dhopkins at primeco.com. And I'm glad to answer any questions. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you. Such a privilege. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for listening in. We'll see you guys next time.